Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. We're reading from the Book of Wisdom. In wisdom is a spirit, intelligent, holy, unique, manifold, subtle, agile, clear, unstained, certain, not baneful, loving the good, keen, unhampered, beneficent, kindly, firm, secure, tranquil, all-powerful, all-seeing, and pervading all spirits, though they be intelligent, pure, and very subtle. For wisdom is mobile beyond all motion and she penetrates and pervades all things by reason of her purity, for she is an aura of the might of God, and a pure effusion of the glory of the Almighty, therefore not that is sullied enters into her, for she is the refulgence of eternal light, the spotless mirror of the power of God, the image of his goodness, and she who is one can do all things, and renews everything, while herself perduring, and passing into holy souls from age to age, she produces friends of God and prophets. For there is not God loves, be it not one who dwells with wisdom, for she is fairer than the sun, and surpasses every constellation of the stars. Compared to light, she takes precedence, for that indeed night supplants, but wickedness prevails not over wisdom. Indeed, she reaches from end to end mightily, and governs all things well. The Word of the Lord. Your word is forever, O Lord. Your word, O Lord, endures forever. It is firm as the heavens. Through all generations, your truth endures. You have established the earth, and it stands firm. According to your ordinances, they still stand firm. All things serve you. The revelation of your word sheds light, giving understanding to the simple. Let your countenance shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. My soul live to praise you, and may your ordinances help me. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus said in reply, The coming of the kingdom of God cannot be observed, and no one will announce, Look, here it is, or there it is. For behold, the kingdom of God is among you. Then he said to his disciples, The days will come when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. There will be those who will say to you, Look, there he is, or look, here he is. Do not go off, do not run in pursuit. For just as lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer greatly and be rejected by this generation. The Gospel of the Lord. Most red-blooded Christian men would agree with me that the ending of the 1995 film Braveheart is one of the best things I've ever watched on the big screen. Robert the Bruce, who portrayed his friend William Wallace, so the Bruce could become a puppet king of Scotland, is he's getting ready to march across the field to swear allegiance to his English masters. But the Bruce halts his horse and turns around and addresses his ragtag army of Scottish peasants. In a great moment of redemption, the Bruce shouts, You have bled with Wallace, now bleed with me. Right then a soldier lets out a war cry and hurls the dead Wallace's broadsword into the air. It lands in the ground, looking like a cross. Then the Scots, the narrator states, starving and outnumbered, charge the field at Bannockburn. 
They fought like warrior poets. They fought like Scotsmen and won their freedom. Robert the Bruce was buried in Dunfermline Abbey, which was founded by our honored saint today, Margaret of Scotland. The abbey was sacked in 1560 by Protestants who destroyed all the statues and the nine altars and the relics, including Robert the Bruce's, and any other things they found idolatrous. Dunfermline Abbey has been a, a Protestant church ever since. I looked up Sunday services last week at Dunfermline Abbey, featured the singing of songs and a woman reverend standing behind a table giving a long sermon. Then there was some more singing and that was it. That was the service. There was no bleeding with Christ in the one true sacrifice for our sins. Margaret of Scotland became queen in the 11th century when she married King Malcolm. Margaret was not only beautiful, but she was good and accomplished, and she captivated the rough and uncultured Malcolm. Margaret was able to soften his temper and polish his manners and rendered him one of the most virtuous kings who had ever occupied the Scottish throne. Malcolm and Margaret had six sons and two daughters, and the mother brought them up with the greatest care. She herself instructed them in the Christian faith and supervised their studies. Three of her sons later became kings of Scotland. One of them, David, became a saint like her. Margaret did not just take care of her husband and children. She took care of Scotland. She promoted the arts and education and the Catholic faith. She helped oversee a Catholic culture with due observance on Sundays. She took part in meetings that determined feast days, festivals, and days of fasting that were made obligatory. She started an embroidery guild in which ladies of the court provided priests with vestments and ornaments for Holy Mass. But perhaps, someone wrote, her most outstanding virtue was her love of the poor. She often visited them and attended to them with her own hands. In 1093, William the Conqueror's son, Rufus, came north to Scotland in an attack, and in the hostilities, Margaret's husband, Malcolm, and her son, Edward, were treacherously killed. She was on her deathbed at the time. When her son, Edgar, came to her, she asked how her husband and son, Edward, were. Her son, Edgar, lied. He said the men were well, but she could tell he was lying. She then lifted her arms up to heaven and said something both very courageous and very beautiful. She said, I thank thee, Almighty God, that in sending me so great an affliction in the last hour of my life, thou wouldst purify me from my sins, as I hope, by thy mercy. Margaret of Scotland died on November 16, 1093, at the age of 47. She is the patroness of Scotland. So, there is the story of a beautiful woman, beautiful on the outside, but more importantly, on the inside. Virtuous women, like St. Margaret, who soften tempers and polish manners, are the great civilizing forces of society. The world today needs virtuous women more than ever. It needs women like St. Margaret of Scotland. <laughs>